Hello and welcome to Discovering the Jewish Jesus. I'm Dustin Robertson. For the next half hour, I'll be your host as our Bible teacher, Rabbi Schneider, explains the revelations that set you free. Everything in the universe is upheld and sustained by God. And when we seek the deeper meanings of Scripture, we'll discover that there's more meaning to the words in the Bible than just what's on the surface. And that's why we want to help you get past cultural Christianity to unlock the hidden treasures of the faith. And if you'd like to take notes on today's lesson, you'll find Rabbi's study guide online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. But right now, with a message titled, Choosing God, here is Rabbi Schneider. Many of you that tune into this broadcast on a regular basis understand that there truly is a supernatural, remarkable blessing on the Jewish people. I've talked about that in earlier broadcasts. All you have to do is look at all the medical breakthroughs, the scientific breakthroughs. How many people from the Jewish community are leaders and influencers in the world? There's a supernatural anointing on God's first covenant people. And we need to take that understanding and recognize that still today, there are deep treasures that the church needs that come from the wells of Judaism. In other words, when we study the writings of the Jewish sages, there are great portions of scripture that they've elaborated on that when understood can help you and I better understand God's call on our life. In fact, Jesus said that when a Jewish person comes to him, they're able to bring forth treasures to the church from both the Hebrew Bible and the Brit Kadashah. He actually said every scribe, and a scribe was someone that made copies of the Torah, he said every scribe that becomes a disciple of mine will be able to bring forth treasures from his mansion, things old and things new. Now the reason that I'm sharing this with you is because one of the things that the Jewish people have brought to the table in terms of their approach to knowing God is the revelation that when we read scripture, there is more meaning than just a surface meaning. A lot of times as Christian people, we come to the Bible and all we see is one level of understanding. But I want you to consider with me to truly get a hold of the deeper mysteries to truly swim in deeper waters of revelation, we need to look deeper than just the surface. Consider, for example, the scripture that says, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man comes to the Father but through me. Of course, the surface understanding of that is that Jesus is the way to the Father. That is a thousand percent absolutely correct. But when Jesus said, I am the truth, what exactly is the truth? Is the truth simply that Jesus died on the cross for our sins, ascended to the Father, and is the only way? That absolutely is the truth. But is there more? Is there a deeper revelation of truth that we need in our souls and in our minds in order to be free? You see, Yeshua said in the Gospel of John chapter 8 to his disciples, if you continue in my word, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. In order to be brought into a level of truth, a deeper understanding that would set them free, Yeshua said they needed to continue in his word. They needed to go deeper. 
And I want to suggest today that we need to get beyond just a surface understanding of our faith and the scriptures. I'm reminded of Yeshua in John 18 when he stood before Pilate and Jesus said to him, everyone that's of the truth hears my voice. Pilate's response, what is the truth? You and I should be asking ourselves the question, Jesus, when you said that I would know the truth and the truth would set me free, what truth, Lord Jesus, do I need to know to be free? Most of the church is still struggling tremendously with accusations from the enemy and oppression, and we're not living in a spirit of joy. We're not living in a spirit of peace. Many are not living in a spirit of authority and power. So therefore, that must indicate that there's truth that we need operating in our life that we have not yet entered into. We need revelation. This series, once again, is called Revelations that will set you free. Revelation has to do with mystery. A mystery is something that's concealed and that it becomes then revealed. The Bible tells us that it's God's prerogative to be able to conceal a matter. But Baruch Hashem, bless the name of the Lord, you and I as man, who's been created in God's image to know him, we've been given the privilege to discover those things that are hidden. We've been given the privilege to go deep in God to discover revelation that's hidden so that you and I can enter in to ever-increasing levels of truth and victory. We need revelation. We need more than a surface understanding. We need to understand what reality is. Better yet, we need to understand who is reality. I remember in the Gospels when Yeshua said to Kepha, Peter, who do you say that I am? And Peter said, you're the Messiah, you're the Moshiach, you're the Christ, you're the anointed one, the son of the living God. Jesus's response to him was, blessed art thou, Simon, son of John, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. In other words, Peter received a download from Father. God was the one that showed him that Jesus was the Messiah. You and I need to get our antennas up and recognize that we don't wanna just go with the flow. We don't wanna just go with the crowd. We don't wanna be cultural Christians. We wanna dive deep in the spirit to receive the revelation that will set us free. I wanna encourage you today to understand, beloved ones, God is much bigger than you think he is. The truth is much wider, much broader, much deeper than either you or I realize. God is infinite, he's eternal. His ways are above our ways, his thoughts are above our thoughts. And only those that seek him with all their heart will find him, seek that ye may find. So I wanna encourage you to have the courage to go beyond cultural Christianity, to discover the mysteries of the spirit, that they will become revelation to you that will set you free. You're listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus with Rabbi Schneider. And as Christians, discerning God's voice amongst life's conflicting voices is challenging. And that's why Rabbi Schneider has created a free, powerful new talk, a guide to hearing God's voice. He'll equip you with tools so you can clearly know when God is speaking. Don't wait. Go to myfreegift.com forward slash hearing. That's myfreegift.com forward slash hearing. 
and claim your free copy to start transforming your spiritual journey today. At the core of everything we do at Discovering the Jewish Jesus is our commitment to declare the whole counsel of God's Word from start to finish. In fact, Rabbi's unique way of connecting the Old and the New Testaments has helped people all over the world to understand the Bible with fresh eyes. To join us in this work of God, give a donation online today at discoveringthejewishjesus.com or call 800-777-7835. And now here is Rabbi Schneider. I wanna go through with you now a number of revelations that I believe can bring freedom into our lives. Things that perhaps many of us have not thought about before. Revelation number one, we're looking at the deep things of the spirit. We exist within God. Everything exists within God. In the book of Acts chapter 17, we read that in him, in Hashem, in Father God, in Him we live and move and have our being. Everything exists within God. When we confess what is known in Hebrew as the Shema from the book of Deuteronomy chapter six, verse four, we declare Shema Yisrael, Adonai Eloheinu, Adonai Echad. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And there are many different facets to what this scripture means. Of course, certainly we're speaking about the fact that there's only one God. But beyond that, what we're also receiving from the Spirit in that declaration is that everything that's created exists within God. Now, I'm gonna say in a second, we're separate from God. I'm gonna elaborate on that, but yet we're in God. Everything that He created is within Him. The Scripture tells us that He's upholding everything that he created by his power. He upholds the entire universe, everything visible, everything invisible. Everything is being upheld by his power. Everything is within Hashem. And yet also, we're separate from Hashem. Everything is within him. Everything is working according to his purposes. And yet, although we're in him, we're separate from him. Now, of course, I understand. Yeshua, Jesus was sent to bring us into unity with God, to bring us into oneness with God. Hear me out. In order for true love to happen, two people need to be separate from each other. And although they're unique, they choose to become one in a love relationship. But the one is not completely absorbed in the other so that the one that's absorbed no longer exists. In order for true love to exist, there has to be the freedom to choose. And it's only when two people respect each other and are aware of each other's power that are real and each other's self that real love can exist. Think about it, if you're married, would you want your husband or your wife to be nothing but a reflection of you? Would you want your husband or wife to have no uniqueness? Would you want them just to be your shadow? Would you want them to have no self that's separate and distinct? No, the thing that makes love dynamic is when two separate people that are unique choose to come together to appreciate each other and to love each other and to bond together in oneness and yet they remain as separate persons. You and I exist within Hashem. We exist within God because all of his creation 
is encompassed by him, and yet we are separate from him, called into unity with him and oneness with him, and yet in that unity and that oneness, we still are distinct and separate. You see, Father created you and I in his own image because he wanted a love partner. The Bible tells us in Revelation 19 that those of us that know Jesus, we're going to be involved in a culmination of our relationship to Hashem through Jesus that can only be described as a marriage feast. Now, in order for a marriage to exist, there has to be two people. We have to understand that God values us, our uniqueness, and he's looking for us to be a love partner to him. You see, I remember as a young believer, I was afraid to think that anything depended on me and my walk with Father God. I thought if anything depends on me in my relationship with you, God, I might as well give up now because I know I'm going to fail. My only confidence was that the scripture says that he that began a good work in you will complete it. My only confidence was is that God supernaturally, sovereignly saved me, so I was just trusting him to complete the process. And that's absolutely true. I still believe that. But what I came to understand as I began to mature in the Lord was that God is looking for me to voluntarily choose to think about him to choose to subject all my choices to his authority. See, he doesn't make me think about him. I have to get up in the morning and choose to think about him. He doesn't make me read the scriptures when I wake up in the morning. That's my choice. See, the Bible says his eyes are looking to and fro across the earth, looking for somebody that will be wholly devoted to him. We're in him but we're separate from him and he's waiting on us to love him. And when we love him, it brings him pleasure. Just as when somebody loves you that you care about, it brings you pleasure. Somehow, Hashem gets pleasure when you and I that have been created in his image with free choice as unique individuals when we voluntarily, out of our own free will, choose to love him. This is what makes you and I unique. Of course, the animals were created, right? The fish were created. We'll talk about all that in a second. But the thing that's unique about you and I, about mankind, is we have free will. We have a level of awareness and a sophistication in our thinking process, whereas we are described as having divinity within us. Yeshua said in the scriptures, why do you accuse me of blasphemy, Yeshua said, for saying I'm the son of God? Does not your own scriptures say you're gods? Now don't misunderstand, I'm not saying we're God, we're not God, we're his creation. But the fact is his divinity is in us. We're created to be his sons and his daughters. We're created in his image, made in the likeness of the creator. When we that have been given free will because we're created in his image, to know him and love him, when we choose out of our own volition to spend time with him, to talk with him, to sit before him in silence, just waiting on him, to put him first in our choices, to deny ourselves things that we want in the flesh, but because of our love for him, we say, no, he sees all that and it moves his heart and he's a rewarder to those that love him. And so we need to understand that we 
are separate beings in Hashem, in God, and He's waiting for us as unique individuals that have free will to love Him. All of creation exists in Him, and there's a separateness, and we need to assume the responsibility that our Creator has given us to be accountable for our lives and to recognize there's nobody that can love God for you. You have to love Him yourself. Only you can give Him your heart. Nobody can give your heart to Him but you. He's waiting for you and I, beloved. And when you and I accept that yoke, that mantle, that responsibility to understand why we're here, we're here to choose to love Him. When we accept that fully and completely, recognize that's why we were born, that's why we're here, and then live that out, we are brought into unity with Him or he remains God, you remain uniquely you as a son or daughter created in his image, and he gets pleasure out of you. He rejoices over you, even as the bridegroom rejoices over the bride. There's always going to be that separateness, and yet there's that unity that takes place in the spirit through Yeshua. Mystery number two, revelation number two. When we study the book of Bereshit, the book of Genesis, and we look at how God created the world, we see that after everything created, he said it was good. There's only one exception. We're going to go now together to the book of Bereshit, the book of Genesis. First of all, we find in verse number 12 of chapter 1 that God created the vegetation. Let's read the Word of God here. I'm going once again, Genesis chapter number 1. I'm going to read verse 12. The earth brought forth vegetation, plants yielding seed after their kind, and trees bearing fruit with seed in them after their kind. And God saw that it was good. God creates the vegetation. He creates the plants. And after creating them, what did he say? He said, beloved ones, that it was good. Next, we see God creating the sun and the moon and the stars. Let's go to verse number 16. God made the two great lights, the greater lights to govern the day and the lesser light to govern the night. He made the stars also. God placed them in the expanse of the heavens to give light on the earth and to govern the day and the night and to separate the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. He made the planets, the lights, the sun, the moon. After he created it, he declared, it is good. Let's look at what happens next. Next, God creates the fish and the birds. We're going to go now to verse number 21. God created the great sea monsters and every living creature that moves with which the water swarmed after their kind and every winged bird after its kind. And God saw that it was good. And finally, we find that God created the animals in verse number 25. God made the beast of the earth and their kind and the cattle after their kind and everything that creeps on the ground after its kind. And God saw that it was good. We're going to look what happened after God created man. And you're going to see that was the only exception. Why after God created man, did he not immediately say it was good? He said the whole creation was good at the end of the chapter, but there's a pause there and a blank space. We're going to talk about that next week. Be sure to tune in and bring a friend.
You're listening to the Bible teaching of Rabbi Schneider here on Discovering the Jewish Jesus. And well, Hanukkah started last night and it lasts eight days until nightfall on Friday, December the 15th. And we'd love for you to discover the beauty and richness of this joyous holiday as it relates to your faith. So we'd like to invite you to explore the history, customs, and spiritual depths of this incredible season by browsing our library of Messianic content. You'll find it online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. And while you're there, be sure to spread the light and love this year to those in need. Discovering the Jewish Jesus is committed to making a real difference, not only in December, but in the new year to come. And we hope that you'll join with us as we reach the nations with the message of King Jesus. Now here is Rabbi to explain how you can support this nonprofit ministry. This is a beautiful few verses of scripture. Proverbs chapter 11, verse 24 and 25. Hear the word of the Lord. One person gives freely, yet gains even more. Another withholds unduly, but comes to poverty. A generous man will prosper. Whoever refreshes will be refreshed. He who waters will himself be watered. Jesus said, He that gives is greater than he that receives. I just want to encourage you and I to walk in a spirit, beloved, of generosity. Of course, I myself am a preacher, and it costs us many, many dollars to do what we do. And I just wanted to ask you to open your heart to be a giver. If God's using this ministry to truly bless you, beloved, would you sow financially back into it? I believe according to the word of God, you'll be refreshed for your obedience. Thank you, God bless you, and shalom. If the Lord is prompting you to give a gift today, or if he's calling upon you to partner with us by giving monthly, then please follow his leading. You can give online when you go to discoveringthejewishjesus.com or give a generous gift by calling 800-777-7835. We'll say thank you for your financial gifts by sending you an engaging and insightful newsletter from Rabbi Schneider that's prepared each month as especially for you. We'll also send you Rabbi's Message of the Month that's available as a digital download. And these resources are provided as our way of showing our gratitude because your gifts and prayers, they really make a difference. And this Hanukkah, as you're drawing close to God and creating cherished memories with your family, we'd love to hear from you. To share with us how God is working in your life and in the lives of those you love, send us a card or letter in the mail to Discovering the Jewish Jesus, P.O. Box 777, Blissfield, Michigan, 49228. That's P.O. Box 777, Blissfield, Michigan, 49228. Or you can connect with us online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. And when you reach out today, make sure to let us know how we can be praying for you and your family this holiday season. Now here's Rabbi Schneider to wrap up today's message on Choosing God from our series, Revelations That Set You Free, with a special blessing. What I love about the ironic blessing is that it did not originate with man. The words actually proceeded from the very essence of God himself. The blessing comes from the book of Numbers, chapter 6. So listen to these words and receive the blessing of the Lord into your life today. 
shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift you up with his countenance and the Lord give you, beloved one, his peace. God bless you and shalom. I'm your host, Dustin Roberts, and Discovering the Jewish Jesus is a production of Shalom Ministries. Join us again next week when Rabbi Schneider explains why you are qualified for greatness. So be listening Monday to Discovering the Jewish Jesus.